Welcome to Kick Some ADHD, the podcast for professionals and business owners who struggle to stay focused and get the important stuff done. We'll help you understand how to maximize the unique advantages that come with ADHD and learn ways to keep the struggles and negative impacts at bay. Now, here are your hosts, ADHD coach for professionals, Dana Rayburn, and digital marketing strategist, David Johnson. Hey, David. Hey, it's David. time. It's time. We're going to keep. Yep. Some ADHD. We just stepped all over each other and we're going to keep on going. Hey, because, you know, when we meet together like this every week, it's such a great time for me having this meeting with you. It's a great thing for me, too, David. It is actually a productive, wonderful use of time. I feel like it is, you know, but, uh, I wish I could say that about more of the meetings in my schedule. Meetings are a blight on the business world and on the educational world and on all kinds of worlds, if you want my personal opinion. I do. I want your personal opinion. This is part of why we have this podcast. Dana, (laughs) tell me how you feel about meetings, because I'm not sure. (laughs) I'm effing hate meetings. Poorly run meetings are an absolute waste of time. And I think for ADHD, it gets even worse because we're already not getting our work done. All right. Oh. We're, and then we're sitting in these boring meetings. It's like torture. It's like being back in school again, sitting, listening to people drone on about something that you don't give a. I'm, I might. I have pod, flying parts? A, <laughs> rat's flying? anus about. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say flying hind parts, but I, I, I can't speak today, so I'm going to drink coffee while I you can't talk. Either. You're doing great. <laughs> anyway, meetings are often such a huge waste of time. They're too many, they're boring, they're time sinks, they're political things, nobody makes decisions. So, David, do you want me to really tell you how I feel about meetings? Yeah, because I'm still not clear. I need to know. I want to feel it. I want to feel it in my soul. Actually, I do feel it in my soul. You know, the only thing worse than being in a meeting that's poorly run, for me, is running a poorly run meeting. (laughs) Yeah. And I have done that so many times. Okay, so, yeah. yeah, I'm not sure I should be left in charge of meetings, but, uh, you know, um, that's one of the reasons why I'm looking forward to this episode, because, like, there's so many ways that meetings can be awful, and some of the time we have control over it because we're running them, and other times we just... We need to help people help us in meetings, I guess. Yeah, know? yeah. And and I'm sort of all over the map today on this one. I couldn't figure out how to, what to write about. So um, how, how to approach meetings. I'm, I'm being real honest here with everybody today. And so we may have to do a later one on running meetings if we don't get into enough of that today. If no, I, that's okay. If we don't yeah. answer that, David, just yeah. let me know. What I want people know to, to know, though, is... Uh, Jumping on to our multitasking podcast conversation we had a couple of weeks ago, that would have been mod, uh, sorry, um, pod number 39, I believe, is meetings are an antidote to multitasking. Meetings Ooh, okay. really can be our friends. Ooh, talk to me about that. Because like yeah. m- meetings are where I tend to multitask, <laughs> honestly, like, you know, because like, Hey, there's nothing here important going on. So while I'm looking like I'm paying attention on Zoom, I'm actually getting work done. Yeah. 
Yeah, and we didn't even mention Zoom and Zoom zombies and all of that stuff. Zoom is just a mental drag. Okay, so anyway, meetings are a time that you can reduce the active multitasking. If you remember, that's when we initiate the switch. And we can also reduce the passive multitasking when someone is interrupting us or something is interrupting us. Okay. So it's, so a well-designed structure of meetings can help that. Okay. Well, that's good to know. But what's the reality of the world is there is just meeting bloat. And I know I have I don't can't even tell you how many clients who are in the professional world who have so many meetings they cannot get their work done. Yeah. And I have friends who are professionals and you know um, school administrators and blah 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 and they have so many meetings they can't get their work done. And what happens is they hate their jobs because they're not doing anything but sitting in there Talking about boring stuff and nobody's getting anything done. Think of the cost to our economy for this. Oh, yeah. And, and even even in a small business. I mean, if you add up the salaries in the room and you, you like really think about how much cash the business is spending to conduct some of these meetings, I feel like more people would 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 cut them out if they really understood you know, just just the hourly wage of the of the of the humans yep. occupying seats, man, dude, yep. cut that out. And you, <laughs> and you look at the cost of a college education, and then I start looking at the cost of all those administrators and highly paid people in that room, and I'm thinking, you know, this is out of control. Yeah, yeah, and when you think about that, I mean, shoot, we're paying for that as a society. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ugh. Anyway, so. We cannot change all of this, and we just can't. But hopefully, hopefully, as one individual at a time, we can start to make meetings more useful, more productive. We can control what we can control. Okay. Well, I like that. I like that. So, so, so Dana, like... I mean, I'm already hearing like the simple... Like, one major issue is just the number of meetings, the amount of time we spend in meetings. So, like like is it fair to just like start declining meetings more often like like you know one of the things the best thing one of the best things i ever did was close my office and moved back to my house and i had you know i had 1300 square foot office space and three offices inside a big conference room but you know what i found after i stopped paying the rent and moved everybody back home and i was back home i didn't have as many meetings yeah this this was before zoom but yeah, and that's the thing is I don't know that that would hold up anymore because now I think everybody's gotten so Zoom happy over the past year Yeah, that there are probably more useless meetings that are more draining than there used to be. That may be true, but like the, the point for me was like I found that I had more productivity because I had been saying yes to meetings that I should not have been saying yes to because I had a place to host them. Some of them were sales appointments with people who weren't real prospects. Some of them were clients who just wanted to, hey, can we get together and talk about the, and it was like, you know, no, I don't need to do that. Like, you know, let me do my work. You back off and we'll, we'll, we'll all be happier, you know? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And so that's a good way to look at it, David, is, is say no. If yeah. you don't need to have that meeting, if you don't need to be there, if there is nothing that's going to move forward your goal, say no. 
And I, I need to do that more. And I also need to have like a script ready that, that, that is my rationale, right? I mean, something other than, oh my God, I'm buried. You know, like I need to have a little script. So that's one of the things that I need to like come up with is like a way to, uh, you know, What explain. if you just said no? Well, yeah, fair enough. I'm sorry. I can't, I am not able to do that right now. It takes me away from my priorities. Well, dang. I mean, when you put I, it like I, that's that. what I do. I I'm re, I'm real hard nosed about this. You know, people. Oh, let's get together for coffee or before before COVID. But let's do this. Or can I can I spend some time with you on the phone? Unless I know that it's going to move my company's goals forward, or it's going to end up making me money, I'm not going to do it. Well, okay. You know, I like. I that. guess don't. Yeah. So because I feel like we should do a, a whole episode on saying no. <laughs> I think we ought to. So let, maybe let's do that next week. Ooh, I like that. Okay. Yep. Okay. So the saying no is important. And and that means being clear on your goals, what you're what you're trying to do. And we have just totally segued from our topic about meetings. But saying no to meetings that aren't adding any value to you or moving forward your objectives is really important. It is. And, and, and look, if I can reduce the number of meetings that I'm in and reduce the amount of time I spend in them, because that's the other thing is I need to be able to just like clear out and say, look, I got to go. I got stuff like, you know, I mean, we're rambling yeah. now and everybody's wasting time and got to go. Yeah. So our real goal here is to reduce the, the suck of meeting time that's not useful. Yep. And reduce the inefficiency of meetings. Okay. And what we want to move towards is having the right number of meetings with the right people at the right frequency. That's good. All right. Now, I am, when I was in the corporate world, there was so much political stuff around meetings. I mean, people felt like they... And, they needed to be at meetings and they would use meetings to grandstand. And it, you know, it was like listening to a Senate hearing or something. Um, and, and so it, I have been out of the corporate world happily for so many years now. I'm assuming that probably still happens. I mean, I'm guessing so. And I feel a little blessed because the work that I do is with tech and marketing people mostly now, even in my job. And we're all kind of in the same boat. Like, eh, you know, I got too much to do. So, I mean, I'm, I'm actually not spending a huge amount of time in unnecessary meetings. Okay, good. Which is good. Good. But, yeah. But, like, if I look at my calendar today, I'm like, you know, somewhere in between all these meetings, I'm, I got to get some work done. So, I'm actually having the problem literally today. But it's, it's not, it's not been so bad so far. Okay. And I, and I have a number of clients, especially ones that are, they're tracking billable hours and there are so many meetings, they can't get the billable hours in and then they're getting heat because they can't get the billable hours. in. Yeah. Well, hello. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Okay. So that we, so we want to move toward the right number of meetings with the right people at the right frequency. Agreed. So who do you meet with? The more often somebody needs your input to do their job, the more often you ought to meet with them. Okay. So if you're the bottleneck, bottleneck there, to them create, completing their task and moving their position in the organization forward, you need to meet with them more often. And that's a good way to reduce some of the passive 
the the interruptions that, that we were talking about earlier, right? The passive task multitasking where you're 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 interrupted because you can group you can have your person batch their questions and deal with them uh, you know in that frequent meeting. Maybe it's daily yes. or whatever, right? So that's yes. is that part of what you meant earlier by like Exactly. Yeah, okay. Makes sense. Yeah, because if if people know that all right, uh, twice a week I'm going to get half an hour with David and he's going to answer my questions, unless this is a burning issue, I can save it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah of course if there's an emergency. Yeah, they you'll be interrupted, but that's that's a different topic. This is the controlled stuff that, huh, I can't finish this because I don't know that. Oh, I'm meeting with David tomorrow. I can ask him then. So I have a weekly meeting with the team that I, you know, I still own the business, you know, so, but I, that, that weekly meeting still happens. And that's, that's one, that's exactly why that meeting happens once a week. It's, 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 it's for that reason. My first question to everybody after how you doing, what's going on in your world? Cause we're checking on it because of, you know, COVID-19 yeah. and everybody's locked down. Yeah. But after we do that, all right, what are you stuck on? What are you waiting on me mm-hmm. on that I'm not responding to or that I'm holding you up on? Right. That's my first question. And we address them and we move on. It's great. Exactly. Exactly. So that is, those are those key questions, the things you cover in the meeting. So what, so, you know, where are they stuck? Oh, good. Okay. Basically, what information support does each person need to move forward to accomplish their objective? That's what we're, that's why we're in business. We're not in business to, I mean, to to meet we're in business to accomplish stuff hello yeah hello um also you know what's new Mm. what's going on that that i ought to know about what's on the horizon yeah what's coming down the pike it may be a few weeks it may be something you're seeing or knowing that you can see that we need to start to think about or be aware of so a little bit of the long-term planning in there what other key questions would you have, David? You know, I think I think one of the challenges that I have with meetings is that sometimes they're just they're not clearly defined in terms of like what the heck is our purpose. And I feel like when the meeting doesn't have a clear objective, then it tends to ramble and waste time. So like I feel like one of the things that needs to happen is that we need to define like is this meeting going to be a strategic meeting where we're dealing with long-term stuff or or dealing with those like what's on the horizon, the future things, you know, the 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 the, the sort of what and the why. And then other meetings need to be purely tactical where we're just talking about the how, when, who and where, right? So like what's the objective for the meeting and if we like so many of the other things that we talk about, Dana, right? If we don't have a clear outcome defined from the meeting, then why in the world are we wasting time in it? Right. So I guess that's one of the things that I would want to see is like, what the heck is our... Pro- and you got to do that before you even schedule a meeting or, be- or before you certainly before you get into it, right? Like, what yeah. are we hoping to do here? And how will we know when we're done? <laughs> like, because yeah. like, we don't need to expand the meeting to fill the available time. No, we don't. And we don't need to have meetings be an hour that don't need to be an hour. Um, it's uh, it, and like as you do with your team with with Meg, my my fabulous assistant, she's in Massachusetts and I'm in Oregon. So it's all virtual has been forever. But we um, we meet once a week and, you know, it can be 15 minutes. It's uh, that is the check in point yeah. okay what's going on what do you need from me what do i need from you what's coming up so that it's a really clear objective yeah and then if there is a special project a launch or something going on we'll throw in another meeting with that specific reason 
You know, it this is, is planning this. It's right. separate. Yes, agreed. It's yes. it's planning this. It's making sure that everything's on track. It's it's it. You know, it's a it's a special meeting, and we have both of us have the permission if we get to the point where there's that special meeting, and we can stop it. We can. I I call them off. She calls them off. You know, this seems to have been handled. We don't need to meet. Right. Anymore. Yeah. Yeah, because like, why waste our time? You know. Yeah, but that weekly status check-in, that one is sacred. Yeah, yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. So those need to stay stay sacred. All right. So, so what other questions? So the objective. What else, David? Is there anything else that I feel like you I feel think like is important? Yeah, I mean, I feel like we need to know if we are making a decision about something, right? So like. You know, are we going to make this decision today or are we just going to talk about it? And if we're making a decision, then how is that going to get documented? And how do we avoid having the same dang meeting again in a week or two where we have the same dang conversation again because we didn't follow through? Exactly. Right. So how do we how do we clarify that stuff? Yeah. Who's doing what when? Yeah, exactly. and getting really clear on that. Excellent. And we had um, one of our earlier podcasts. Let me see. I wrote it down here somewhere. Um, number 13 uh, oh, wow. was You're... on meetings. Yeah. And oh, yeah. and follow. It basically, it was on follow following through on meetings. Oh, perfect. Wow. Yeah. So that. So if you want to talk more, look, dearest listeners, if you want to look more at the follow through, go back to podcast number 13. I was just thinking that, that. Yeah, we kick had some ADHD. About that. <laughs> yeah, kick some ADHD.com. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's that's good. Or on my website, DanaRayburn.com, I've got the podcast listed there under the resources section. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, DanaRayburn.com. Go there. Absolutely. Cool. Okay. Okay. So, um, all right. So who is doing what when? Yeah. Yeah. And how will we know when that has been done well? Like, what are that? What is that going to be measured on? You know what I mean? Like, I think that's also part of the thing. It's like, um, we gotta we gotta define the who's doing X by what date, and and then and then what will it look like when it's when it's a successful outcome? It, you know, to the extent that we can, I don't want to waste a lot of time on that. But like, if we can clearly identify what would make that a successful outcome, then that would be great. And excellent. Yeah, effective follow-through that was a good episode i was just thinking that when we were talking about who's doing what when that we had had that conversation before so yes. good yeah episode 13 yeah. Good, good call okay okay so those are the kind of key things to be thinking of when you're going into a meeting so so it ha it's a purposeful meeting it's not just a, a reason to get together and then how long do meetings need to be so the more frequently you meet with someone, the shorter the meeting can be. So exactly. if it's a reoccurring meeting with your dedicated assistant and you're meeting with her or him every single day, 15 minutes. Right. You know, right. just keep them short. Um, individual team members, if you, instead of having everybody gather ad nauseum once a week, maybe it makes more sense to have individual team member meetings. And, and maybe that's an hour every other week. And maybe it's the full team status meeting, you know, is an hour, an hour enough? I, I resist having meetings be more than an hour. It's hard to get them into people's schedules. And it just, it, it also just, they drag on too much. Too much time is not your friend. Yeah. If I, if I'm doing strategy work, 
with a client, then I'll let those go three, three and a half hours max. But but other meetings, dear Lord, there's no, hardly ever a reason for a meeting to go more than an hour. If it's if it's got to go more than an hour, it needs to be another meeting. And we right. got to split it up because it's just right. too much. Yeah. It gets, they get flabby. They just get flabby. Yeah. Um, so it's, so test and see what works for each person. I mean, this is experimenting. How can I stop being interrupted, stop wasting time? What framework of meetings do I need to put into my world to control this where I can? Yeah. And then what meetings can I just start saying no to? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, and a lot, if you're a, if you're a worker person, you may not be able to say no. You just no, but you not. can, you can also speed things along. You know what I mean? <clears throat> like sometimes we can help, help our, our colleagues become more efficient, even if we're yes. not the person. So like, Hey, I think I just heard us make a decision. Am I correct about that? Let's write that down. We made a decision. Boom. Can we move on? You know, there are some yes. things that we can do there that help. Yeah. Exactly. And and I kind of call it the guide for running ADHD-friendly meetings. Mm. I was so fortunate in the corporate world that I had a boss who trained me really well on meetings. Ooh, she And, and it, this, I, it has become a real strength for me, added to the fact that I hate sitting in meetings. I just get, I, I get itchy. Yeah. Um, I don't, I get, I, I just get too fidgety. I can't do it. So anyway... Um, so th- preparing right. as you, you know, just run through what's the objective of this. You don't need to make a big deal out of it. Mm-mm. We can be thinking this through as we're, as we're five, 10 minutes before. Right. What's the objective? You know, what needs to happen? What's the outcome? Be ready to start on time. Hello. Don't wait for the late people to show up. You are training them to be late. Mm-hmm. Oh, I can't stand that. Oh, well, we're all here on Zoom and oh my gosh, there are five people who aren't here yet. So we're all just going to sit here and stare at each other. Um, Start on time. And that means you've got to think it through and start getting your, your time to get ready for the meeting is not at the top of the hour. It's It's five to 10 minutes before. Yeah, it's true. It's true. And if you can write the, 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 the bullet points, you know, so that there's even a written agenda that you can show people that helps too. Right. So you know, part of that prep, but I I absolutely agree. We got to, we got to reward the right behavior and punish the wrong behavior. If somebody misses the beginning of the meeting because they were late. So what? That's their problem. I sure don't want to punish all those on time people. No, no. And so many people do that. I'm in so many meetings where they do that. Um, keep the personal catch up short. Yeah. We're team building and we're, we're, community but you just don't want to spend you know four half hour talking about the personal stuff no no and unless that's the purpose of the meeting i mean sometimes right. there's a meeting that you do just for that and that's great but right that's different yeah right one of the real adhd things we need to learn about is cutting out the babble yeah learning when to blurt guarding against the blurt biting your tongue i have sat in a lot of meetings where i because I'm a blurter, I, you know, I got the funny comments. I know. And I I truly, I, it's just this constant reining it in. And sometimes when I'm in a real blurty mood, it's biting my tongue. Yeah, it is. And and that's one of the issues that we have when someone with ADHD is running the meeting. And that's yes. one of the worst scenarios for me was last year, I worked with a client for many, many, many months. And 
the owner of the company had ADHD and so did I and so did at least one other person in this 10 person meeting and like I finally just I started just keeping my mouth shut I just I stopped because I was like I'm not helping I'm throwing bombs in and like like we're feeding off each other and this meeting is derailed (laughs) you know right and and that's where that awareness comes that in that we talk about so much, David. Yeah, it's so true. You got to be aware of what we're thinking, what we're doing, what words are flying out of our mouth, where we tend to be, where we're not helping. Yeah. Where exactly. we're throwing the flames on the fire. Yeah, no, totally. Uh, I'm, I'm, and yeah. Another great thing is to learn the art of asking a good question. Some people ask, questions about everything and it's just too many questions and that can they they have this need to question everything and if you're like that watch it be aware of it yeah exactly are the questions important and then also the art of asking a question is asking the question first and then filling in the detail exactly yeah instead of rambling on for five minutes and asking the question yeah. Yep. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So that art of asking a question and, and again, it, and the questioning is like blurting. If you, if you're aware that you're a person that asks a lot of questions that don't need to be asked, I mean, if they're pertinent, of course, but if they're just because you kind of want to understand something that doesn't even really need to be understood, cut it out. Yeah. Just stop it. And yeah, don't waste everyone's time. Cause, cause that's what all the other people hearing the explanation may may not need it like you do (laughs) like find another time go run google searches later i don't know right or schedule that one-on-one you were talking about before and then lastly david is keep them sacred this if you are having a reoccurring meeting say with your assistant or your team or something like that schedule them at a time that works for people and don't keep re you know pushing them aside to put something else in there exactly yeah exactly good stuff Okay. Good stuff. Well, this was this was helpful. I mean, it, it, it makes such a difference. And I think this does help both with participating in meetings and also running them. I think we covered both of those pretty pretty well, actually. Excellent. Good. Yeah. Good. I'm glad. I, I, as, I, as I said, I was having a hard time finding the thread. What do we? There's so much to talk about in here. Yeah. And listeners, if you want more tips on how to run a meeting, let us know. We can we can do that, or if you want anything different on any of this, please just let us know. We yeah. we want this to be what you need, not what we think you need. Not what we think. Yeah. So on that note, you mentioned earlier kicksomeadhd.com. You also mentioned DanaRayburn.com, which people can hit, and that's a great place because you have so much on your blog and so many other resources, and you have the audio program that's sitting there on the homepage. That's fantastic. So lots of reasons to go to DanaRayburn.com. But if you have a comment specifically related to this episode, you can go to kicksomeadhd.com slash 041 because this is episode 41. So so slash 041 will get you here to this episode. And you can also throw your comments at us on uh, Facebook and Twitter. Just look for KickSomeADHD there. And Dana- We got to wrap this meeting up. I'm out of time. You're out of time. You're (laughs) out of time. Just remember, meetings can be important tools that have morphed into bloat. Pull them back in as best you can. Make meetings a useful tool. Yeah. And when they're useful, they're good. That's great. I like it. Yeah. I feel like we have some okay, things Okay, David, I don't yep. want you to be late, wait, late for your next meeting, or me right. neither. Yeah, you either. You've got a meeting, too. Okay. I do. Okay. Have a great meeting, Dana, and I'll, Thanks, I'll talk David. to you next week. Yeah. Bye-bye, everybody. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of Kick Some 
ADHD with Dana Rayburn and David Johnson. Did you find this helpful? Please share it with everyone you know who, squirrel, uh, um, has ADHD or might, and leave a rating and a review in your podcast app. It helps other people find us. For more help with ADHD, including information on Dana's ADHD Success Club and episodes of Kick Some ADHD you've missed, go to kicksomeadhd.com.